I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for checking in with me. I'm your host, Cabby Richards, and this is the show I present to you. Appreciate the new subscribers. We got a bunch uh, recently on iTunes. Uh, so thank you and uh, welcome. On this show, uh, we explore pop culture, tell stories, mix in some sports, and cross the line often. You can find me on Twitter at The Real Cabbie, T H E R E A L C A B B I E, and on Instagram, the same. The Real Cabby, Cabby with two B's, I-E. Justin Timberlake crashed the uh, internet. No, nah, I mean not the internet, but he crashed some websites uh, when he dropped his new single, Suit and Tie, featuring Jay-Z. It just came out of nowhere, and there's this really funny video that I saw on YouTube maybe about seven or eight months ago, and it was a plea from a group of people, please, Justin Timberlake record some new music because they were starving. So suit and tie. So he dropped suit and tie with Jay-Z, his first single in six years. And it'll be seven years since his last solo album, Future Sex Love Sounds. And um, it's like it comes at a great time. And, you know, actually it was just in uh, and this is sort of unrelated. Um, I was in Vancouver uh, a few days ago and um, I discovered that. Uh, Ryan Kessler is in charge of the pregame skate music. So the the music that the players, when they skate out onto the ice, the music that's playing in the arena. Because I met the uh, the head of uh, the the DJ, the um, the DJ at the at the Rogers Arena, um, and uh, so the 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 DJ or the producer um, asked uh, Kessler, Manny Mahotra, and Jason Garrison what they wanted. In the pregame skate, I was I was standing right next to him in the hallway, and uh, uh, Garrison uh, replied simply, "I just want what Kess and Manny want: hip hop, hip hop, hip hop." Uh, which which was kind of surprising. I just I didn't know I didn't know that that's what Kessler wanted. Maholtra, I could see it. You know, he's um, a contemporary sort of dude. We've been out once, and uh, that was the music I was playing at the particular spot we were at. And uh, but many people probably don't know that Jason Garrison occasionally jumps on the turntables and DJs at parties. Anyway, back to Justin Timberlake and back to suit and tie, getting his uh, his grown man music on. Jay Z's verse was so smooth. Dude's like it's truffle season. For, uh, Tom Ford's tuxes for no reason, like <laughs> or tuxedos for no reason. This just kills it. Beat slows down. I'm sure everybody's heard the song by now. And I'm not telling them anything new. Um, and there was a time when um, when I had to ask a female friend of mine to buy Justin Timberlake's first CD, Justified, uh, from an HMV for me. Because I, like, I, I couldn't, 
this okay, this is 2003. This is like 10 years ago. And I and I I didn't want to lose man points uh by buying the album of a former boy band star. Like I at the time like 10 years ago, it just wasn't I don't know. I don't know if like college or like university age like men listen to what would would be like Justin Bieber like singing a beat in a beat, a beast in a beat or whatever that song is or the boyfriend remix. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if dudes do that now. So like 10 years ago, I was really apprehensive about walking into HMV and laying down 14.99 to pick up that blue case, that blue CD uh Justin Timberlake's Justified. Um but did I ever wear that out though? Like it's, you know, like in 2003 I'm I'm a few years removed from university and I was still big on making mixed CDs and like there were like mixed CDs there's like you know, there's like the the sort of the smooth, like just a chilling out kind of CD, just when you're just in the company of, you know, of a young lady. And then there's like, then there's like close the bedroom door CD. And uh, I had a few staples, like everything, not everything, but a few tracks after Rock Your Body. That It's like Rock Your Body was like the midway point. Like Rock Your Body and earlier were like the smooth kind of chilling songs. You could even play like Cry Me a River, um you know, in the, in the chill sort of session. But then after rock your body, it was just like, it was, let me close the door to the bedroom and turn the lights out. You know what I mean? Uh, and like, I don't know if this is okay. So when you're making playlists now for, you know, you know, like, uh, John Mayer has a CD called the village sessions. If you're making a playlist called like the bedroom sessions or late night, uh, hangouts, um, you know, some people who like the kind of music that I like put on, you know, like, like R&B or, uh, you know, that, or like some kind of chill type of, type of music that puts you in a certain zone. And like, the great thing about music is that there's an abundance of it. And like, even though you get attached to certain artists or, you know, a certain particular set of songs and it invariably becomes the soundtrack for your life at that moment, there's always new music on the horizon like the next Michael Jackson isn't even born yet so there's like here's a here's a trick okay so I'm getting to this point about making playlists and listening to music when you have certain company over like when you're spending time for with like a new lady and you know you spend a considerable amount of time with her weeks and months and it's going down the road into like the girlfriend neighborhood do you still play music that's like five or 10 years old. So like, like, are you going to play like a Amy Winehouse record or uh, Lady Antebellum or Usher, like uh, Confessions or even like Coldplay, like whatever your musical tastes are. Do you still play that music from five or 10 years ago when you're in a different time in your life? Like that's, that could be music that you really love and you have a close bond to, but at that time in your life, there was someone else that was in your life. So do you play that music for this new person? Um, and like, for me, I don't want, I don't want the person that I'm with to be drifting back to a place where she reminisces about spending time with another person. Like it was hard enough for me to get to spend time with her in the first place. And my ego so fragile. that I can't like take her committing carnal thoughts to a previous lover. I can't handle that. So the great thing about music is there's always, there's always something new 
that's coming and great artists generally put out great music and if the whole CD isn't great there are a few there usually are a few standout tracks and then there are always new people to emerge so Justin Timberlake I'm sure you're going to make a lot of people happy when you drop your new CD I think it's called 2020 or something like that but I'm not entirely sure anyway moving on from the music the NHL is back and one of its biggest stars makes his second appearance on Cabby Presents. Before I get to that, this is going to sound dated in about 12 hours. But the biggest stories of the year so far in 2013 are Lance Armstrong comes clean on Oprah. And Monty Teo, the linebacker from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, got caught up, caught up in a whole catfish hoax and created a fake girlfriend or got duped. By a fake girlfriend. Details are murky, but thank, thankfully to uh, an exhaustive article from some authors, uh, some writers from Deadspin, we it it shined a light on this very very bizarre tale. Uh, I have my own story about a catfish situation, uh, as I'm sure many guys do. Like since the explosion of the Book of Faces, I'm sure these stories are more common than we think. There's in any crew, there's one buddy who maybe maybe he hasn't admitted it yet, but one guy got caught up in, you know, clicking on some photos and then forming some kind of online relationship with some girl and blah, 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 and come to find out she's not who she says she is. Monty Teo is the watershed moment moving into the spotlight, uh, some of the, uh, the seedy corners of deception and online creeping. So thank you, dude. <laughs> it is now a conversation piece. I will, uh, I'll get to my own story about my catfish situation. And we have a few more stories with my first guest who's on the line right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. In the world of social there are few professional athletes that dominate a conversation like this man with the endearing quality of self-deprecation coupled with the confidence of one Kobe Bean Bryant and the wit of Van Wilder. His life off the ice is similar to a beer commercial, or so it seems. He is living a dream, even though uh, the first target of his barbs and his jokes is himself. He is in the top 1% in the world playing the game called hockey Paul Bissonnette returns. How are you, dude? That was an unbelievable intro, Larry. Where where does that rank in the introductions that you've had in? Well, I'm gonna say in the media, not in not in like real life. Considering I wrote it, I mean, not not very high. <laughs> hey, uh, where in I the world? I got my email though. I, I did get it, and uh, you write wonderfully. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, where in the world are you? I'm in uh, Dallas, Texas. Um, here uh, we, we start the season here tomorrow, and uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm actually I got my own room now because the new CBA and all the players get their own room. So what do you, what every player gets their own room? Everyone, yeah, I'm, I'm a little lonely except for guys on entry level contracts. Yeah, so but rookies, time, right? Rookies don't yeah, get their own. Most room. of the time, there's only one guy on an entry level contract on a team for the most part. So I basically everyone gets their own room. So who are you gonna miss, Paul? Like um, who was you? Who was your like? Who are your yeah, former I'm roommates? I'm glad you called. 
call it because I'm pretty lonely. It's always <laughs> nice having someone to converse with. And, you know, last year, Gilbert Brule was my uh, my roommate. And he was always good for a few laughs because he's, uh, he's kind of a space cadet, so. But is is he on that Ilya Brizgalov level? No, not even close. Not on the planet. So... So he's in the same galaxy as Brizgalov, but not so not so close to the sun. Well, I wouldn't wish really with Brizgalov on my worst enemy, just because of the amount of conversation and awkwardness that would go on. But goalies in the NHL have always had their own room. Oh well, is so, it? Be- oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I don't think any- yeah. anybody knew that. I mean, I, it's almost like a starting pitcher kind of thing. You kind of just let them be. So. So it's not like he ever had a roommate where you could d- discuss it with them what it was like. So that's so, probably a good thing, though. But okay, so like, maybe he has, but they're not alive to talk about. <laughs> so wait, is Gil- so you said Gilbert Brule was your roommate last year, but do you miss him? Yeah, well, he's a, he was a good guy. He was a funny guy. Like uh, you know, he, he always gets to see. Stories. He's got a girlfriend now, so he's a little more. So he's changed. He's changed, is what you're saying. Yeah, good though. She's a really nice girl. She was there in, in Phoenix last year. So, but but I do I do miss having a roommate. I miss that camaraderie and, and, and the jokes and the pranks and things like that. I'm speaking with Paul Bissonette of the Phoenix Coyotes, uh, social celebrity at BizNasty 2.0 is his Twitter handle, and at BizNasty is where you find his life in pictures on Instagram. Um, what have you been doing all day? Uh, today we had a, uh, like a, a, a short skate. It was probably about uh, 45 to an hour. Got off, went and ate a little bit, took a plane to Dallas, and that was that. But uh, it, it was good. It was good being back on, uh, on our plane and, you know, just road tripping with the boys. Tonight we're going for dinner at Nobu, so it should be pretty fun. Oh, nice. Wait. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, a night in Dallas, going to Nobu. I've been to Dallas a couple of times, and what I noticed about that place is, like, groups of girls just roll, and there are, like, a lot of groups of girls, of women that are just out. And at, yeah. I didn't see a lot of mixed groups. Like, I just see, like, squads of women, and it's and I was like, wow, this, this I, place, this I, place I, knows how to do it. I've actually never been out in Dallas. I've, I've talked to a lot of guys who've played here and who have been out here. They said it's awesome. They said that r- ratio in bars are usually two, three to one girls to guys. That's inc- that's so, a, that's a beautiful place. Right. And, and you know, like I said, I've talked to guys who've played here and they love it. And, and you, you take a wrong with the southern bells with blonde hair, big boobs, nice bodies. So, <laughs> I mean, what's not to like? What, yeah, what is not to like? Um, so, um, I was reading a couple of days ago that, um, fresh for 2013, um, the magazine, the British magazine called town and country named Prince Harry, the world's most eligible bachelor in 2013. I'll, I'll read you a couple of other notables on this list and then give me your thoughts. Um, number two is Adam Scott, who's the Australian golfer at the 11 is Jeremy Lin, who plays for the Houston Rockets. Number 17, Tim Tebow, who sort of plays for the New York Jets. At the thir- at 33 is George Clooney, which I think is ridiculous. And 36, Jack Nicholson. Your thoughts on Prince Harry being number one? Okay, well, I'm going to go right to, to um, George Clooney. I, I wouldn't say he's a 
most eligible bachelor just because I don't he'll never get married. He's just gonna enjoy it and, and, and do it the way a lot of people should. Right. Especially if they're in Hollywood. Right. Or right. or a professional athlete. Right. It, it, you know, this well, here's the thing, when you're a professional athlete, you're known for the length of your career, maybe a little bit after, but then it just becomes normal life. When you're like George Clooney, it will never be reality. It's always gonna be movie stars banquets here, meeting the president there. So, you know, why would you why would you ever, you know? I mean, right now he's got, I think, Stacey Keeper. Are they still together, him and Stacey Keeper? I'm not sure, because if he's on this list, it, it makes me feel like they've broken up. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but, hey, listen, it's, it's, if you're not married, you're single. That's, that's the way I look at it. <laughs> no, but uh, as far as Tensei is concerned, I would say definitely just because, he, you know, he's, you know he's he's a prince, I guess, and and that's kind of uh, you know that turns girls on. Oh yes, and, part of uh, being a part of the royal family, one hundred percent. Right, and and I just think that how he's got that like uh, the crazy side to him. I think that's what's intriguing, and I think he'd be a, probably for girls a fun guy to be around and interesting, not just one of those people in the royal family who who would be boring and 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 not have any fun. Like I mean, you saw his trip to Vegas. I mean. You know, that's the way a lot of people like to do it. And, and with him being under the radar, he'd still probably be a good time. Paul, what would you have to do to get your name on that list? The uh, the top, It's the top 40 most eligible bachelors in the world, according to the magazine Town & Country. What would you have to do to get on that list? Probably, probably uh, win a scoring title this year. <laughs> I scoring. mean, my odds, odds are in my favor as far as years are concerned because you've only got half. So if I really bear down and, and focus on the 48 games here, it's it's possible. So, okay, so winning the scoring title. Wait, so you're talking about winning the scoring title in the NHL, not off the ice in the real world? or in the? In, yeah. No, in order to get on that list, it would definitely have to be on the ice. On the ice. Okay, yeah. on the ice. So, um, well, good luck to you, man. I, 48 games, Thank it's you. it's entirely conceivably possible. I think, I think that you said that was a U.K. magazine. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it does seem a little biased. Because like that, like is it Ryan? Is Ryan Gosling a bouncer or no? I think he's dating um, Eva Mendez. But I, but according to your to your uh, wonderful quote, if you're not married, you're single. Then technically, he would be single. Single. Right. But like, yeah, like you don't hear like there's no movie like really movie stars on the list besides Clooney. Like, why would that guy? Why would the golfer be on it? Like, there's a lot of other people that could be up there instead of him. Do you think any other athletes should be on this list? Um, Who's the most eligible bachelor in the NHL? Do you know? Can you other than yourself? Because you live the life. Your life is unbelievable. No, yeah, I wouldn't even be close. Because you got to think of, you got to get some. Who's, who's a good-looking guy, you know. Um, <laughs> I would probably... I don't know. Well, I mean, I played with Taylor Pyatt last year, but he's got a girlfriend. Right. But if we're going to my rules, where if you're not married, you're single, I'd say Taylor Pyatt's got to be up there. Because he's a good-looking dude. And he's a great guy. And I mean, he's a you great guy. You can't go wrong with Taylor Pyatt. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you have a direct line to Alex Ovechkin, but it's too bad you didn't get to him sooner because he is now engaged to his uh, his girlfriend. I mean, but still, as your rule, it's uh, yeah. you know he's and he's well, been, he's, he's on been no a way. No, but like, good for him, man. Like, 
I mean, retirement set. You know, he, he's doing well. He's doing well for himself. She's a beautiful girl, and uh, it's always it's always nice when you're an athlete to meet another attractive athlete because you you know you're kind of you you, you know what it's about. You, you understand the stretch situations of it. <laughs> so that I, I bet I bet you that'll work out well. No, I, I'm being dead serious. I'm not kidding. So I don't know if you saw this, but um, last week on Conan O'Brien's show, uh, Ricky Gervais was on, and they decided to um, get into a a bubble bath on the set, like on the on the show, and then they took uh, it was a hilarious moment, and then they took one of these like one of those selfies that generally like women take. Oh yeah, well he does it all the time. Weird pictures in the bathtub that Ricky Gervais. Oh, does he actually? That's his. That's kind of his thing. I didn't know that. I- I don't. Yeah, he does it on Twitter all the time. It's always like the same picture, and it's like him half of his face inside the bathtub, half is out. It's it's kind of creepy, but it was it was uh, it was a pretty funny moment. So, um, uh, who's the teammate that <laughs> you could be in a similar situation with? This is this is a suspect podcast. We're like grading guys, and what are you talking? No, no listen, sure. we're not. No, I, was, no, I, I have to share a bubble bath with one of them. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're saying if I had to take a bubble bath with one of my teammates, who would it be? Yeah. It would, it would have to be someone small, so you'd be touching them as little as possible. <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of messed up because that Conan O'Brien's like six five. Yeah, he's a tall dude. He's a tall. So there's dude. not much room for his legs. Like they were probably right in in Gervais kibbles and bits. Yeah, you know? it was it was like a bag of uh, asparagus. It was just all on top of each oh. other. Oh. I don't. I'm not answering that question. Okay. Next, <laughs> who's the teammate that uh, that you feel is the most comfortable in their own skin? Like, like who? Like, like. Okay, so who who's the teammate that's the most comfortable being like naked in a room full of dudes? It's 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 weird. it's it's hard to explain to people who don't play sports because like they're like, oh, you guys are showering naked together, but we're just so accustomed to it because you know you're in a locker room and that's what it is. So like, I, I'd say everyone because it's, it's you don't you don't think twice you know you go take cold tubs you know you go take hot tubs and stuff like that you're always who's you're, the you're most always, no, Paul who's the most on the well, I, would say, I would say me for sure like I have no problem being me <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know other than it, it but it, but it's, it's it's not like everyone else isn't like it's just you know how long did how long did it take you to reach that level of comfort with your teammates no I've but man, we've been doing this since we were kids. Like you know, after games, you go shower. You know, you weren't. Next, like, let, let, let's talk about something else. <laughs> Wait, but there are some guys that shower at home in like high school because they're just they're not yeah. mature enough yet to be in yeah, a room. And, with... no, and none of them made it to the NHL. <laughs> you might okay. You might have a point there. Um, all right. So okay, let's okay let's talk about um, the strangest story uh, to hit sports oh, yeah. since i don't even know i don't know like this is uh one of, i would say minus i would say minus the sandusky trial okay well that's of, that's clearly like the most that's like the most scandalous because, because of the severity of it of course. And, and but as far and, and i would say this is right up there with uh with tiger woods's uh divorce right when you heard when the details unfolded about tiger and like you know, like the wife hit him in the face with a club, and then he crashed his car down the street. We're like, well, what? even how it developed too. It, it, at first, it wasn't like that. That's what that you didn't hear that right away, right? It, the, the story slowly came out, slowly came out. 
faster than what this how this Manti Teo one is, and and I think the whole the whole issue is that the whole leukemia thing is because people want to know the truth now because people put put money into this too, right? People donated to to a fund, right? Yeah, I think it was about three grand or something like that that they did, um, they right? Show some financial support to uh, Manti Teo. We're talking about the linebacker from Notre Dame who's just in a in a, a absolute storm of controversy because it was discovered that his that he had a fake girlfriend for about four years. And the right. details of this, that when I first read that story, no, no, I think I think it was about a year, wasn't it? Well, they apparently they met, quote unquote, in 2009. Is like the first time he started talking about, or, or or that was what he told. I think his dad or his dad had told someone in the media that it was 2009 that they they locked oh. eyes after um after some event, uh, uh, like a an awards ceremony or something, and then they and he discovered that or she went to Stanford or I don't know the the details are so murky. But Regard, regardless, the, the the biggest issue for me is. I want to hear this guy talk and explain himself because, like, as, as absurd as it, as it is, a star player at a, a NCAA, mind you, it's Notre Dame, one of the biggest schools. In in college, in, college football, in college, absolutely. Yeah. Has a, a girlfriend he's never met for, for over a year, who he's never seen, like he's never Skyped with, and then goes on national television and gains sympathy from all these people about someone who's not even real and, and somebody you ever met and then claims you met. To me, it's just it something's up. It, it, it doesn't add up. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing the truth because, you know, I watched, I watched when they played Michigan, when they had that whole thing airing with him, his grandmother and then the, his girlfriend die, you know, you get emotionally attached. You're, you're, you're like, wow, you're rooting for that guy because of that. And then for it to come out and be a lie and, and him saying he met her. And then I don't know. It's just, I want to hear the truth. I I don't know if like, it, I mean there there are sort of two um, explanations or two um, theories that are kind of bouncing around. One is that he was in on it, and this was like part of a like these a two guys. Had, yeah, just a ploy to sort of uh, curry favor from uh, from the you know from the public to help your. Heisman campaign, Draft, stock, everything, all right. that. Yes, is what that. And then there's also like, like that other sort of unscrupulous character, the Tiasapo. I'm not saying his name right, but the the one dude who apparently connected Manti, Manti and his and the the girlfriend, uh, the the fake girlfriend. Like what's like they need to get like that guy uh, in front of a mic as well. And apparently, oh, like, well, I mean, and and obviously seems pretty scummy so i'm sure you throw a couple thousand bucks at him and he'll get in front of any tv camera well that's and, that, that's interesting i mean yeah i i don't know what what the initiative like what, what the, the whole point of this was i just like i, I want to hear the guy talk and, and explain himself to why he lied about actually even meeting her and it should it should be interesting but if he's okay it, okay so here here's the question so it's either like he was so notre dame's position is he was duped then he found out on December the sixth that that this person didn't exist. But like, who was he talking to on the phone the whole time? Right? That's like the thing. And like, yeah. and what pictures was he getting to his phone? Because that's that's part of the landscape. It's like you. Well, if you've seen any interviews he's done, you can clearly see he's not all there. He's, I mean, 
I know he scored well in the SATs, but one one reporter hit it on the head. They said he doesn't seem very socially inept. You know, he's not. Or so, he's or a, like socially adjusted. Is, is, I think the guy said socially, like yeah, like he just like. I guess he's a homebody, he doesn't go out a lot, like, you know, and if you're naive enough to date a girl for a year or over a year that you've never seen is beyond me, especially as an athlete. If you're some, if you're some regular Joe and, you know, you live a pretty boring life, okay, maybe. I could see maybe being somewhat naive because you had a hot girl online. <laughs> but I, actually, I got a funny, I, as, please share, as, please. As dumb as this sounds, I have a buddy who got duped into something like this, very similar, but it wasn't as long. Okay, what's he the story? Started, basically started dating this girl, I think it was about three or four months. One of my good buddies from back home, and all of our buddies were like, man, like, this chick's not real, because she kept thinking of excuses not to see him, da 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 He'd never Skyped with her, you know, they'd have phone sex and stuff, but he'd never seen her. So she canceled a couple trips. Then the the final trip, when this kind of all started coming to a head, she was com- she said she was coming down. She, she she said she lived in Sudbury. She said she was thirty minutes from his house. Called him and said, "Oh my God! Like I had to turn around. My my, uh, my mother passed away." Oh wow! She went right to that, huh? Oh my God! Went right to that. Oh my and he's goodness! Like, what do you mean? He's like, "Well, we'll, we'll come here and I'll go back with you and, and like we'll we'll figure this out. I'll come." Blah blah blah. No, no, like made an excuse. I got to go back. I'm driving back. Went as far as to taking out a fake obituary in the Sudbury newspaper. Come on, are you serious? Dead serious. Wow. And yeah. So then, this goes on for about another week. He's like, so he's trying to be sympathetic here. He uh, he gets a call about a week later from her sister, and is like, hey, like, you know, I don't know who you are, but like. You know, we we found some messages and stuff on a fake Facebook profile of uh, my uh, on my sister's fake profile because she was using a whole f- fake f- uh, Facebook. And we just want to let you know that she's not who she's saying she is. This girl is my sister lives in Niagara Falls. She works at the keg. Oh, so this chick wow. ended up being some three hundred pound chick who worked at the keg oh, in, in in uh, in uh, Niagara Falls. So he like snapped on her, lost it on her. You know, she and even went as far as to making like six or seven other face, fake Facebook profiles. Who the the same chick did? Comment on her own wall. So, because you know, you could tell if it's a fake a fake profile on Facebook. She went as far as making up other people to like write on her own wall. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. So I mean, he wasn't as invested as this Matea, Nancy Tao thing, but. Nonetheless, it's, it's a pretty big wake-up call. It's like soy, like we told you. Like, come on. So that's like that's like legit catfish. Like, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but uh, it's an unbelievable documentary about a guy who who develops a relationship over the book of faces with a girl who says she is who she says she's someone who she's not, and steals photos from other people on Facebook yeah. and uses them like, as her pictures and her profile picture. Well, this girl that uh, I was telling you about, my buddy, she. Stolen about a thousand pictures from a girl who was from uh, Vancouver, BC. So she had her on Facebook. So every time this girl uploaded pictures, she would just steal them and put it on her, her fake Facebook. Wow! Like this thing, like, like, okay, mind you, people are so me- like that's like messed up. That's like you have absolutely zero life if that's what you're doing. 
But on the other end, how do you get fooled this day and age with Skype, like webcams? Like, come on, like, like you're 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 an idiot if you get duped into something like that. I'm so sorry. has that has that ever happened to you? Like, not not where, not, not not where you develop had, a relationship, but have you had have you had people that oh, I've had fake Facebook profiles at me on Facebook? You. you you're like, I don't, okay, what, what nine out of 10 hot chick just goes and adds a random dude on Facebook? Okay. One in a million. Well, but you're, unless but, you've met her. Okay. But you're, you have, you have like status though, and you have like visibility so, in the world. So, so they, you, so, so they would want you, to attach themselves to you. Well, when you, when you add them and you look at the profile, you could tell within 30 seconds whether it's real or not. Yeah, but These you... people commenting, the context of it, oh, it's on it. But, Paul, you just said how your friend was duped for, like, three or four months because she stole, like, a thousand photos from this girl from Vancouver. So right. these other people who have no, who have all the time in the world to sit on their computers and just troll... Yeah, but, I mean, but uh, then again, I don't have the time to be answering p people I don't know, you know? There's okay, well, you, I yeah, for sure. You, where yeah. I can have fun, you know? Yeah. But that's why I said, if you're if if you have a boring life and you know you work a nine to five and don't have the time to go out and meet girls and and you don't have a social life, yeah, I could see why you could get duped into something like that. You 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 know it starts off slow and, and you believe it and you don't want it. You, people don't look at like think about people in like a negative sense and think they're out to get you. Like we're we're human, you know. We think that people are in it for for their best interest and and to meet someone, not to just like. Oh my God, I'm a fake person. I'm gonna go find someone and and lead them on this huge debacle, you know. So you're so okay. I, I have a, I have I have an admission. Okay, so let, here's here's my quick story. I'll, get, I'll tell you really quick. I once like met. Well, not I didn't actually meet this person, but connected with a person on Twitter, who I was um I was commenting on some soccer highlights. I saw some crazy soccer highlights, and this person that claimed to be from philadelphia had seen some of my interviews with the flyers so right. so i was like well can you help me speak and she you know this person was like funny or whatever i was like can you help me like translate some stuff uh so i can you know tweet in portuguese because this kid i i liked his highlights was brazilian anyway we be, be you know we became like we, we started texting and all that sort of thing but then it just got intense like this person who i just named I just called the stalker to my friends was just like blowing up my phone like all the time. And then I, then finally, like after like a few weeks, I was like, listen, I, I can't like, this is like, you feel like, like a girlfriend. Like, this is not what I'm trying to do. Like you're helping me, you know, tweet right. some, some Brazilian soccer player. Now you like want to come visit me and stuff. And anyway, I called her the stalker and dude, it just got like really intense. And I, when I, when I told her, Hey, I don't want to talk to you anymore. That's when it just like turned to left. I made a left turn like over the cliff and this person was just just went nuts it was i don't know if you've had one of those because that's sort of the thing about twitter is you twitter is not as uh visual as say well i guess let's say it's right. instagram or facebook where you see all these so it was that was that's my personal experience and i never met this person but this person knew who i was and i never and i and uh they would send me and i never skype none of that i never did any of that so i'm right in line well, with all these other like, guys I've that have been duped like to what you're saying, like I've called, like for instance, say Facebook, someone like there's been girls who have added me, and they're like, hey, what's up? And I don't respond, and then like something else, and then I'm like, listen, like I know you're a fake person, just like get a life, and they get super defensive and freak out. Whereas if you were a real person, 
you would have just been like, okay, whatever, see you later. But they, yeah, they try to dupe you in. Yeah, like it's 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 a weird weird world, man. <laughs> like people, people people have a lot of time on their hands. Well, yeah, I mean, and you get you get a, a, a so much attention because of you know the the visit your your high profile. Search, well, the in, thing in the is, social though, world. is if a, there's a hot girl on Twitter, like I, I'll go and see if she's posted any pictures. If if not, basically probably a fake profile. And then if you start talking to them and they don't have Facebook, then you know for sure. Like, oh, no, I don't. What, what hot chick doesn't have Facebook? <laughs> right, because uh, a girl's Could favorite photo her. is one of herself. And they, and they love, they, women love, uh, generally speaking, I don't want to cast aspersion on the entire gender, but women generally yeah, speaking love. Yeah, if they're hot, like, they want to put pictures of themselves up there. You know, they're a little self-centered, big deal. Like, it's just everyone, you know. It's, <laughs> you know, if you look good, post the pictures. I'm uh, I'm on the phone with uh, Paul Bissonette of the uh, Phoenix Coyotes. Um, speaking of hot girls and Twitter, um, during the Alabama and Notre Dame game, at what point did you become aware of the phenomenon that has become Catherine Webb, a.k.a. Uh, A.J. McCarron's current girlfriend? I say current because I think there's an expiry date on that one. Uh, well, right away I was watching it live, and, and I – I saw them show a picture of her and, and comment how that's what quarterbacks down south usually attract. And, yeah, I, I mean, I was impressed. Uh, I actually talked to a friend who did an interview with her after the fact, and uh, she wasn't uh, wasn't very humble. Oh, yeah? Yes, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, I haven't talked to her. But I heard that she wasn't very humble, just kind of like, basically said, like, girls from New York are trashy and, and like, I don't know, and, and it kind of turned me off that wasn't uh, was basically pumping her own tires, and uh, like I said, no no uh, no humble pie there. Can I can I guess at your friend's name that who who did the interview with Catherine Webb? Can I get is it is it someone whose name rhymes with uh, uh, Karen Standrews? Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. That's not, the, not that, Aaron, it wasn't Aaron Andrews. No. <laughs> that's the only one. Uh, that's the only one I could come up with. Um, okay. So, what were you thinking while, like, while she was exploding on Twitter during that game? Well, it's, it's just amazing the power of social media. Now, I mean, she's probably got close to half a million followers. I'm guessing. I think. Yeah. I think you're. You're. Cl- yeah. It's. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, now she's got a – I, I thought it was ironic because, like I said, that interview that she was in and she wasn't very humble about it. She was calling people from certain places trashy, and then she, she now took a spot in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. But that's, so, uh, but you wouldn't consider that – that's not trashy, though. Sports Illustrated well, no, Swimsuit is like – What I'm saying is, like, you're – I mean, you're essentially just putting yourself out there like a piece of meat in order to sell magazines – I think that's hypocritical to call certain girls from around the country and stereotype girls from New York City to be trashy and then take a job in Sports Illustrated to wear a bikini and, and show your, your tits and body off to the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I have no problem with it. I'm just saying I think it's a little hypocritical to be going in interviews and, and trashing people, specifically women from certain areas of the country. She's, uh, she's at 275,000 followers, uh, Catherine yeah. Webb. Um, so do you like, do you think ESPN 
should have apologized on behalf of Brent Musburger, or do you Absolutely think what he's? Absolutely not. Me too. I'm with you on that. I thought that was. If like, that was Carson, if, or if that was uh, who's who's the Palmer who who's, does Monday quarterback for TSN? Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer. If Jesse Palmer would have been the one saying that, there wouldn't have been an issue. But just because, I guess the guy's a little older, and, and he thought he, she was attractive, and people thought it was creepy because he's older. Man, when, when I'm 70, I'm going to be a creep. I, I, I'm still going to know what a hot girl looks like. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now, because, now, because I'm 60 now, I, I don't know what hot girls look like, and I can't, you know, and, celebrate. Yeah, and, and the weird thing is, like, she was Miss Alabama. So, like, she, you know, she uh, is used to putting herself out there for these what are known as beauty contests. So, obviously, she's used to it. And I don't – I personally didn't think what – Brett Musburger did was offensive or anything, and I didn't feel that ESPN no. needed to apologize no, on his behalf. Man, if it wasn't if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have that many followers and be giving all these new opportunities. So, if anything, even even she said it, 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 there wasn't an issue with it, and she she said that people should lay off him. How much how much does Musburger and the producer of that BCS championship game between Alabama and Notre Dame? How much do those two people? Uh, how much of a cut? Do they deserve on her future earnings? Like I'm thinking, some, I'm thinking somewhere I mean, between two and four percent at the very minimum. Yeah, I mean, there would be no earnings if it wasn't for them. I mean, that was the most exciting part of the game. That game was awful. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and a friend of mine from Vancouver actually, he's like, "Cab, like check out," because I was on my way. I don't know. I was on my way home or something, and I I wasn't watching the game until like halftime. And but he put me onto it. He's like, she's at three thousand, and she's gaining a thousand followers a minute. And it was, it oh, was yeah. unbelievable to watch. It, it was, was insane. Yeah, it was crazy. And I know, I know you were. Didn't you tweet a picture of her, uh, one of her like bathing suit pictures or something? Was that you? Well, yeah, because I I commented on how beautiful she was, and <laughs> someone's like, she's not that hot. So I tweeted a picture of that, and I'm like, oh really? You don't think she's attractive? I don't know if you've done this, but I've uh, I've creepily checked out who she's following. Just to see what other like, hey, there might be a Miss Nevada or or a Miss Missouri. Yeah. Oh yeah, I creeped some of her friends. <laughs> yeah, so did I. And like and like one of them, one of them, I'm not gonna say her name, but one of them lives in uh, Newport, and uh, Newport yeah. Beach. And I so I immediately messaged some of my dudes that I know that live in Newport. I'm like, check this profile. Please tell me that you know this person. Blah blah blah. And this particular girl is going to the LA Kings home opener. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, I, I guarantee I probably know who it is, but we can't say names on the <laughs> no. podcast. No, no, no. I can, we can message, anyway, we can message I afterwards. i got to go for dinner because we have an NHL hockey game tomorrow, which is exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. What are your uh, – so what are your um, – what are your thoughts on your? Actually, actually, I don't want to ask you one of those questions. I don't. Even, I don't even think we. I don't know if we've ever spoken about hockey, you and I ever. Yeah, like, we'll in, no hockey questions. No yeah, hockey. no. We'll just we'll just keep it to to fun and girls and social media and. I, and, and I, w- I want you to text me that name after this so we can see if we're on the same page. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Uh, Paul Bissonnette. Thank you. My uh, biz nasty, my dude. I uh, appreciate you being on, man. We'll talk to you soon. And hey, For listen. Sure good luck in uh, good luck in your pursuit of the 2013. Um, Art Ross and Hart Trophy. Thank you, sir. Checking in at the start of the NHL season. We'll see if I can get him back on at the end to see how his pursuit of the scoring title shaped up. Paul Bissonette, such a great guest. I could talk for, to that guy for hours. Endearing with his self-deprecation, he is the star 
in the social world, including Twitter, at BizNasty 2.0. That's B-I-Z-N-A-S-T-Y. The number two, P-O-I-N-T, and then the number zero. At BizNasty 2.0. And on Instagram, just at BizNasty, B-I-Z-N-A-S-T-Y. His life, what he feels comfortable in sharing, is quite a trip. If you're listening to this podcast or on the radio, I know you're already following Paul Bissonnette, who plays for the Phoenix Coyotes, by way of Welland, Ontario, which is about an hour from Toronto. A 48-game NHL schedule awaits him and about 400 other dudes in hockey, and Canadians, most Canadians, are excited and will return to watching the game that they love. It's in our DNA. As for our, our American homies, well, as you were. I'm Cabby, and I'm gone. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.